Well, it's episode 16 of the Put A Ring On It podcast. In today's chat, we're going to be talking about social media for your wedding. And speaking of social media, Dan and I would love for you to take a quick second and like our Facebook page. Just look for Put A Ring On It podcast and click that tiny little like button. Okay, let's go. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the second season of Put A Ring On It podcast, a collaboration between me, Daniel Moyer of Daniel Moyer Photography, and me, Danielle Pasternak, wedding coordinator of DPNAC Weddings. Put A Ring On It is a podcast for anyone who is knee deep in the wedding planning process. We're here to share practical tips, amusing behind the scenes stories, and insider knowledge to shed light on the world of weddings and give you every ounce of confidence that you deserve. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 16 of the Put A Ring On It podcast. Hi, Danielle. How's it going? Good, Dan. How are you? I am really, really awesome. <laughs> uh, life is good. Um, I know you're a fellow fall person and while, while we're recording this podcast for anybody listening down the road. Anyway, um, it's fall right now. It just changed to fall. And um, I I love everything about this time of year. The long sleeves the scarves um yeah i just i love every second of it the boots i busted out the boots the other day that felt good <laughs> uh, so i'm i'm like a thousand degrees all the time even in like 70 degree weather so it might as well be a th like a thousand degrees if if it's 70 degrees out but um so i love fall just because of that like you know mid 60s you know that the the leaves falling um, and just being able to take walks, you know, at any part of the day. And just uh, it's just such a dream. Fall is my favorite. I love every season for what it is, but I love fall. That makes me think of um, that miscongeniality quote where they say, like, describe your perfect date. And she goes, I would say April whatever, because <laughs> it's not too hot and it's not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Or something like that. I'm, I am not uh, the movie quote person. I know you are. But uh, that just made me think of that. Um, totally but it is. Pens oh. Dan and I, to those listening, Dan and I live in Pennsylvania and it's just a beautiful state in fall. It's It gets very colorful and it just feels... It feels like the commercials. <laughs> like, uh, and like, it's just oh, like just, in the movies. Rachel hates it. She always says things about like how uh, the it's like death, like all the trees are like dying and the leaves are falling off, which is true. Um, yeah. But I just I love the colors and I love photographing in the colors and the leaves and how fun that is. And I don't know. I love it. Rachel's also a teacher. So that might have something to do with it. How does that have something to do with it? Well, because she's going like she has to go back to work. Oh, very true. Yeah. Very true. So that's like mm. an associative thing. My birthday is at the like beginning of September. So I always feel like it's always the start of very exciting. And then you get into the holidays and I love Thanksgiving and uh, mm, uh, October, November, December. Just... And then January. And January is the most depressing. <laughs> like, oh, uh, totally so disagree. Um, really? Totally disagree. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, winter's awesome. Like you get snow in January and February. Uh, at least on the East Coast, we do. You get snow, um, and you can snowboard. You can throw snowballs. I mean, it kind of sucks because we have a okay. driveway that we have to shovel, shovel. out. Um, 
but like every season has something so lovely. That's what I love no, about Pennsylvania. True. I think I think the part why I I tend to not like January is usually I'm not involved in too many weddings, which <laughs> makes me sad and sure. gloomy. But um, it's the fact that it's like nighttime by four thirty. Like that yeah. to me, I that uh physically affects me. Um, yeah. And I, I really tend to uh, I tend to uh, hibernate a lot more in the winter, which I guess is what we're supposed to do anyway, right? Yeah. Well, I actually heard a theory that like your body is physically strongest in the winter just because like uh, like it has to like fight through like the, you know, the growth. I don't know, maybe back from like the caveman days where like you yeah. had to like survive in the cold and that kind of stuff. But I think rather than January being terrible, I think like end of March it's kind of gross because like the snow is totally passed. Mm-hmm. We've got things are just like muddy. Yeah, things are just muddy from like snow melting and all the rain that's happening. No trees have started budding yet. No flowers have started popping up yet. We're just in this transitional period of brown. Forty degrees and brown. Yeah, <laughs> I I've said that for a long time. Mike's birthday is the like mid end of of March. Darn so. Buddy. Yeah, I always sound like that sucks, <laughs> but um, but it gives me something lovely and bright to look forward to because you know it's a reason to celebrate him, and that's cool. Yeah, totally. Awesome. But anyway, what does that have to do with today's episode, Dan? <laughs> I don't know. We got off on a tangent, not a damn but thing. <laughs> we're gonna bring it back. We're gonna bring it back right now. Um, so today's episode is about social media and how to use it and all the good things that come with it. Um, I mean. The reason why we talk about things like this is because we want to have a real conversation about these topics and like the way things are changing so fast, like our society's changing so, so fast. I think it's good to have like a real conversation about like what's right for you. And it's hard to make a decision if you don't have all the facts. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I think what we're talking about today, just like every episode that we talk about, if incorporating social media into your wedding isn't right for you by all means, do not do it. Like we are not saying in this episode that, oh, you have to do this for your wedding and you have to do that for a wedding. Because I think if you've listened to a few episodes by now, you know that's not Dan and I's style. So we want to approach this from a standpoint of like giving you all the information that we could sort of find, but also with the thought of if it doesn't feel right to you, don't do it. Yeah. So I would say like, all right, so why would somebody want to use social media for it? I I would say just off the top of my mind, you know, you would maybe create a hashtag so you can create like a category. We're going to talk about hashtags in a minute, but you create a hashtag so you have like a category of all of the photographs and videos and things that your friends and family create and capture during your wedding day. So they're kind of in this one contained area. Mm -hmm. And I think why do we post anything on social media? We want to share it. We want to maybe in a very transparent manner we want to like show off a little bit and say you know totally. hey, look at look at this thing i've accomplished or look at what i'm doing or look at how bomb diggity i look in in my dress or whatever <laughs> it is so i think it's just it's just where we're at as a society right now so mm-hmm. i think it's very natural that as your wedding day approaches you're going to be having a talk with your partner as to how much are we incorporating social media into our day yeah, I'm thinking about our wedding two years ago and realizing like we didn't have a wedding hashtag and I'm realizing like this is a, a pretty new thing. Like we didn't – I remember taking a sel- like a wedding day selfie and that was like my favorite picture because not a lot of stuff popped up from our wedding on social media just because I guess we didn't really make it a big deal. Um, but that wedding day selfie was kind of like enough for us just as this – I don't know. 
fun thing that we did and we put that on social media and you know that got a lot of attention it was kind of fun to get some of that attention just um you know because it is a very special day and you know being able to share it with certain friends and family was pretty cool I think by nature, people want to congratulate you too. And they want to yeah. hit that like button or the love button because Facebook has now done all sorts <laughs> of things. And to those listening to us a year from now, who knows what that button <laughs> is now. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a very, very natural thing. And I guess we're, uh, Dan and I right now, we're talking, we seem to be going back to Facebook a lot. But this is really talking about all social media aspects from Instagram right. and Twitter and Snapchat. I don't understand Snapchat. I've tried and I can't do it. But, you know, it's, there's all these different platforms out there and they're ever changing. So I think when yep. we say Facebook, we're also saying all these other platforms as well. At least that's totally. that's my take on it. Yep. Um, so let's let's uh, let's talk about the hashtag now, because I think um, that's like a popular thing right now is do we do we hashtag or should we not hashtag? It's like <laughs> uh, it's like the hipsters aren't hashtagging <laughs> now. <laughs> um, so you so you have, you know, I don't necessarily think there's any quote unquote rules when it comes to creating a hashtag for your wedding. You just want it to be something that no one else has used or has used recently. And it can't, as far as I know, be all numbers. Um, it, 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 whatever algorithms, it doesn't like that. So it has to have letters in there. So it's something where, you know, hashtag Dan loves Rachel or hashtag um, Fred and George or hashtag uh Harry and Ginny 2011. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> little... <laughs> the Harry Potter references just come out of me. Um, <laughs> so that you're you're doing that. And I mean, those are very simple ones. And I am not a creative uh, person when it comes to making these hashtags. My clients come up with some of the best stuff I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, I know. But there are some online generators. So if you are like me, you can go to like Wedding Wire and eWedding has a few and Wedding Hashtag Wall where you basically put in your names and your wedding date and it sort of spits out a few different options for you. More than a few. It actually was playing with it and it was really cool. We'll link to um, those two on the show notes page. Um, you get, other thing you can do is just ask a friend, involve some of your, maybe you can just have like, make it into a drinking game. I'm sure you can like have your <laughs> bridesmaids or groomsmen over and just like, you know, for every one hashtag that somebody puts down, you have to like, you know, have a drink or whatever. And then the winning person has to drink a, I don't, I don't know. I'm just making this up off the spot, but anyway, make it, make it fun. You know, ask a few friends or something to come up with something, but it's really important though, to stay consistent. Um, so we're talking about this, like Smith on the 25th is a totally different hashtag than Smith's on the 25th. So make sure you stay consistent. Make sure you know that it is exactly the same across the board. Mm -hmm. That's my little shout out to Jess and Tim. Those were their hashtag for their wedding because uh, oh. they got married on the 25th and they're now the Smiths. <laughs> so, uh, but no, that, that's, that's a really good point because even that little change is going to uh, populate two very different results. So you want to make sure you're, uh, you're like Dan said, you're staying consistent. And it's really about putting that hashtag on anything that makes sense to have the hashtag on. Like you're not going to put it on your wedding rings, but it is going to probably go on your save the dates and your, your invitations and your wedding website and programs and menus. And, uh, I don't know where else you see it, Dan. Um, I, I see it all over the, like usually in, on a chalkboard or something during yeah. the wedding day. Um, but just, yeah, put it out there so people know and you can put like the little Instagram symbol or something. I see people try to draw that on there. Um, you know, just it's really about getting it front and center. So that way, if this is something you are really trying to push, then people actually do use it. 
it's it's really um for those of us in the the business world of things it's it's all about branding it's yep it's what it comes down to it's about putting that message that essentially becomes a piece of your logo that it's 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 part of your actual wedding day itself. And I think like if you're having a photo booth, there's, you know, there's so many different opportunities there. If you have a sign on your bar. Um, anyway, so Dan, you've, you've said in uh, several episodes in the past that you very much uh, like to tell couples to uh, maybe wait to look mm. at all those photos on social media until they see the actual professional photos. So what's, what's your take on, on the hashtag and, and all of that? So we talked a little bit about this last episode, and I think I'd have to say, rather than taking your whole entire wedding day in piecemeal, like, you know, everybody's posting all through the day, and it's really, really great, <laughs> really, really great, it's really great to be able to take in these pictures, but I think that there's something to be said about, like, desensitizing yourself by by really immersing yourself in and getting that that instant gratification rather than allowing yourself to separate from the day and um, go on your honeymoon and do whatever you're going to do and then live the day over again from beginning to end through the professional photographs that you've, that you've hired and paid so much money to have taken. Um, so I say if you can, you know, maybe look at a few, um, you know, I'm sure this things going to be popping up and your phone's going to be buzzing and your, you know, Facebook and Instagram are going to have a million notifications, but just, mm. you know, maybe look at one or two to take the fix off. Um, and then just wait and, and look at everything that your photographer sent to you and then go through and look at all the things that people put in your hashtag and it'll kind of fill in the gaps. And, um, I think it'll be a much more enjoyable experience to wait and look at it look at it as one big story rather than piecemeal throughout the day. Dan, something that you just said actually um, made me think of something. If you are going to go down this route um, with with incorporating social media and the hashtags and all this, you are, like Dan said, you are going to get tagged all over the place that day. And yep. what I'd recommend is, first of all, probably don't have your phone on you all day long. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. Or if it's, you know, a situation where you want to make sure that you can be accessed, if it's an emergency, I get that. Um, give it to a close friend, a maid of honor or best man or something so that they have it for you. But you're not necessarily feeling like you need to check it all day long because I guarantee you if you're getting all those tags and notifications, uh, it could be a, a battery suck, but also a time suck. Like you don't want to spend your day going through your Facebook feed and, and going through all that. And really, um, I would just recommend turning off those notifications. I've turned off Facebook notifications just altogether on my phone because yep. it was too much of a distraction for me. But if anything on that day, turn off all those notifications and uh, just sort of take the next days. Like, I don't know, maybe when you're traveling to your honeymoon, that's when you sort of open it back up and look at everything. Totally. And we're just going to reiterate that. Like, if you're listening to this and you're just like, ugh, this is not, not at all for us. That's awesome. That's a great thing to realize. Do what's right for you, not what, you know, we tell you or what the knot tells you or what Wedding Wire tells you to do, not what's trendy. Just do what's right for you. And if focusing like 100% solely on your wedding and not having any distractions is what you like feels good and you don't need a hashtag, more power to you. But we're going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to keep going and kind of unpack the other ways that social media can be used to help out and maybe organize your wedding. So, Danielle, what are some ways that you can use social media other than, you know, sharing pictures and hashtags and that kind of stuff? What are some other ways you can use social media to organize and keep people updated? Sure. So I think it's safe to say that 
we've never quite had a platform like Facebook before where it's um it's it's very much used. It's something that people are checking on a daily basis, if not more. I mean, certainly not everybody, but it's definitely a tool. It's a household tool, right? Exactly. So it's, it's safe to say that it's a, it's a great platform if you need to share information, but you don't necessarily always want to share everything on your public wall that like, oh, hey, our date's this and our venue's there and, and whatnot. So I think I've seen a few couples take to, um, creating a Facebook Mm -hmm. group or a Facebook event where it's closed or private. Um, and you just invite those people that are, you know, are invited to the wedding that you're also friends with on Facebook. And it really makes for a nice space that you can sort of share all these mm. updates with. So you can post like, uh, you know, Hey, just a reminder, the hotel room block is, is, reserved until the end of this week make sure you call here's the number here's the here's the code you give here's the person you want to talk to whatever it is um things like that you can also share like little backstories or like fun facts about your wedding party or uh i I don't know so like parking information yeah you know and what i think is funny about facebook is that I bet that more people would see that information on Facebook than if you like send it in an email um, and they would totally respond exactly. to it and they would totally interact with it. Like I bet if you send an email about the fun facts or stories behind your wedding party, uh, nobody's going to click on it. Maybe some people would skim through it, but people are totally scrolling through Facebook and looking for like a time waster anyway. And they would totally look through mm-hmm. those fun facts and backstories and like photos and would probably internalize some of the details a little more than like an email that they quick look at, maybe flag for later or something and then move on. It also gives you, so say you find out like the day before the wedding, like you're going to the rehearsal and all of a sudden you realize that like the exit that you need to take and your guests are going to take to get to the church is under construction and you have to like sort of go a detour. That's a perfect time to just like hop on or maybe have someone else hop on if you're busy and say like, hey guys, you know, just found out that the exit closest to the church is under construction. Be sure to leave a little extra travel time so you don't miss the bride coming down the aisle. And it's, I guarantee you that information <laughs> is 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 going to be seen like Dan said by more people than if you send an email. And it's going to be appreciated because, you know, you're all about being a great host and it's part of it. Yeah. Oh, that actually leads right into what I was going to say. Um, you are being this great host. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of questions that people want to ask you other than, you know, what's what's on your invite right. and that kind of stuff. Um, so they can ask questions like, you know, what should I wear? What's the you know, what's the formal dress code? Um, should I bring a jacket? You know, what can we do in between the ceremony and reception? Um so I think it just adds this layer of uh, accessibility to you and allows it to be maybe even more of a personal experience. Um, but, uh, you know, don't feel like you need to post every little detail. If an, an ice cream truck is coming at the end of the night as a late night snack, um, you know, maybe you want to leave that as a surprise. So you don't need to post everything or every little detail, but it is good to have this back and forth and be able to be open about what's happening on your wedding. And and again, what what we're talking about here isn't just posting it on your main wall for everybody and anybody to see that you're friends with on Facebook. It's about this is like more in a closed group or Facebook event. Like, you know, how you can create like, oh, it's our wedding day on this date from this time to this time. Um, that's that's specifically what we're talking yeah. about here. Those details that people are going to be um, be reaching out to you to. And even if you think like, oh, well, I'm not friends with all of my um all of my guests on Facebook, 
I can guarantee you by six degrees of separation that if you put it out there, enough people will like get the word out to all of those different guests in some way or some form. You, you, you chances are you're not going to get a hundred percent of them, but I, I think it's a good platform to use. Plus, it's free, and everybody's already on there. Um, so, what do you think about this whole new Facebook Live? People live Facebook living through their wedding day and through key moments throughout the day. What do you think? Yeah. So I just started seeing this few weeks ago um and it's it seems like now it's a little bit everywhere where somebody in the wedding party or uh um a close friend is sort of casting a facebook live throughout the day uh facebook live is a live broadcast where the video is 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 playing as it's happening um uh on on people's facebook feeds and i i um i think it's, it's i think it's well i i guess i go back to the 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 thought of if someone isn't at your wedding, um, it's it's because they aren't invited or they couldn't make it. And I guess if you have extended family who just wasn't able to come or whatever it is, I guess it's a nice thought for them. But I don't know. I feel like I don't know if it's perhaps necessary. That's my personal take mm-hmm. is I don't know if it's necessary to broadcast these very like key moments um, like yeah. your ceremony. And I've I've seen people doing it during intros and all of these different things. I don't know. How, what what are, you, what are your thoughts on it, Dan? I don't know. I feel like there's still more. I'd like to hear from other people out there as to yeah. why they do it. Because right. right now, like, I, I, I mean, again, I kind of come from the fact that this is like, a, it's a private event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the people who, you know, I'd, I'd pretty much want to share it with are there. Um, and I just don't know how I feel about like everybody knowing. And I think we're going to get a little bit into this later about like the precautions of using social media, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that I want everybody knowing like I'm away from home this day or like, this is what's happening right now. Or, right now. Like right yeah. now. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Cause I, I like the idea of, um, you know, maybe you have someone like right before you walk down the aisle or not right before, I guess that's a little bit more intrusive, but like as everybody's sort of lining up to walk down the aisle, take like a quick video, not a, a live, yeah. but like a video is like, how are you feeling? So that later, I feel like that's a candid moment, especially if you don't have a videographer, though I always recommend a videographer for these moments uh, mm-hmm. to like sort of look back on and be like, that's what I was feeling in that moment. And I was like, I was so excited and I was terrified and I didn't want to trip and I totally didn't trip. Why was I even worried about tripping? And you know, all those little, little moments that happen, uh, all those little thoughts. I think that's cool, but I don't know if it necessarily. I don't see the 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 enough benefits to it being broadcasted at this point. Yes. But like Dan said, maybe there's maybe we're just missing out on something major here, dude. I don't know. I, the thing that just makes me nervous is that it is unfiltered and live immediately. Yeah, like there's no I, editing. You know, there's all kinds of funny videos of you know things that happen to like newscasters and that kind of stuff, but. This is not a newscast. This is not somebody who is reporting on your wedding. This is your wedding, and it is automatically being shared, unfiltered. With, I mean, hopefully that person has your consent to do it. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, this is being shared immediately out there, and is, I mean, can it be taken down? But I guess it's once you put it out there, it's there. For what it's worth, if you have someone who you didn't give consent to that is doing this throughout your day. It's okay to shut them down and say, hey, we love you. We love that you're here. But can you not do that? Because it makes me yeah. a little bit uncomfortable. It makes us a little bit uncomfortable. Don't be afraid to sort of stand up for yourself. And you'll be, I think as long as you handle it respectfully and understand that they are probably just trying to add to the day, that that it's okay to sort of ask them to to cut the crap. 
<laughs> basically. <laughs> but I mean, on the other side of things, there are people you can actually hire to come and and socialize your wedding day by it's a person you often don't know and they're they're there to sort of take the pictures and post to your Instagram or with the hashtags and do that. So you have someone that you're actually paying to do that. And I think, I feel like that's a bigger thing in the UK right now. Although I think everything's a bigger thing in the UK, whether it actually is or isn't. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I foresee that becoming more and more popular here in the upcoming years. Yeah. So we kind of alluded to the idea that, you know, there might be some precautions to take while you're considering sharing your wedding on social media. Um, one of the ones I would say is you, you might offend those guests that weren't invited. Right. Coworkers or extended family who, you know, the, the venues just wasn't large enough. They're going to see it and they're going to and, and, and they're going to, what happens? Like, I just feel like it was a really, it could be a really awkward situation if they see, you know, things starting to pop up and, you know, the wedding is getting closer and, um, then they start asking if you know where their invite is, or maybe they just show up because they know when and where it is. That that's an awkward situation. So um, you know, just be aware. You know, especially if you're using uh, you know a closed Facebook group. You know, that's a good thing. But if you start posting things on your wall, you know, that could create some awkward situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, essentially, you are telling strangers exactly when your house will be empty too. So like if and you're all posting your families, all these, not just you. Oh yeah, yeah. And all, all your, your family. Yeah. But you're totally telling everybody, hey, this is when my house is going to be empty. Most people, you know, everybody knows you're going to go on a honeymoon if you do. Um, and you're just like, hey, free broadcasting. All of this stuff is, is out there and I'm going to be away from my house. And I don't know, that can be a scary thought. I feel like I, I wonder if, if to put it into perspective, that would be like uh, the weddings in the 90s, them putting an announcement in the paper that it says like, this is our wedding and this is where it is and this is what time it is and these are the people that are all going to be involved in it and this is where we're going on our honeymoon and these are the dates and like you wouldn't you wouldn't have put that into a newspaper. Um, right. So I think you want to take that into consideration when it comes to Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, it is too, because, oh, and actually too, uh, on that note, um, there are announcements that you can put into your local newspaper to say, hey, we're getting married. And I always advise all my clients, like if you're going to do that, um, be sure not to give the actual specific wedding date that the, um, the date's going to be, that the wedding's going to be happening. So, you know, Miss uh, Miss So-and-so and Mr. So-and-so or whoever it is, the couple is going to be planning a June wedding for next year, uh, the end. Like, you don't need to get into more details than that for a newspaper wedding announcement. So just a little, just a little pro tip there. Speaking of pros, um, one of the things you should do is check your contracts with your wedding pros um, yeah. and ta- have a conversation with them about, you know, can they share your wedding photos um, on social media? Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Danielle? Well, so there are all different levels of um, of input here. And I think depending on which professional you hire, you're going to get a different different result. I know many that think it's completely not okay to post details of a couple's wedding day on social media. Others will post and live stream all day long from an event. It really just depends on that pro style. And I think if you are considering hiring somebody, check their social media to see what level, because you'll see right on there exactly what they did. On that note, I I like to share 
I like to feel like I'm like a sort of medium ground or middle ground. I like yeah, to share too. some small details from the day while I'm there. If I have time, half the time I'm, I, it's not even on my mind though. I am thinking like, Oh, this would be a cool moment. Wait, gotta go. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's, I like to share little things, but I always tell all of my staff that's working like you do not take photos of of the bride or the groom or, or important people and share that before everybody has had a chance to see them. That's just like a yep. huge no no. I usually do little details like if they have a really cute program or something, I'll I'll share that or just little stuff. But really, when it comes to the day of, I'm not really sharing too too many details. Like I usually leave out last names. Um, And I do that because it shows what I'm doing. And chances are you may have found me on social media and I want to be found by other really awesome couples on social Mm -hmm. media. So that's sort of, it's sort of part of our advertising right now. And I I don't, maybe that's a wrong thing. I don't know. Um, Mm. It's definitely part of being a wedding professional um, is, is sort of sharing those moments and sharing a little bit, like everybody loves the behind the scenes stuff. And, and that's, that's part of it. But I think, I always try and maintain a certain level of um, privacy for them. And I also gauge it off of how much they've already shared. Like if, if they have a hashtag, I include the hashtag because obviously that's the whole point of the hashtag. But if they don't, then I'm I'm usually sharing a lot less information because they don't necessarily, I already know that they don't necessarily want all that information out there. Yeah, most of my sharing ends up being after. Right the wedding and you know sometimes it'll just be sharing the fact that i have a blog post up and then sharing the blog post on social media but again it's never um very specific information it's you know names and you know what the story of the day was like and that kind of stuff so yeah i guess, I guess i'm kind of like a middle ground too as well yeah i think and i have a few couples who in the past and in, in the future too who um have asked because there is a clause in my contract that says um, with your photographer's permission and with photos that I take myself, I will be sharing them in potential um, in potential advertising campaigns or whatever it is. That's how I, I share my work. And, and like you said, we blog and do whatever. So, And I have couples that have said um, that they are not okay with that. So we scratch that from the contract because to me, that's not a deal breaker. And um, I've had other couples that said, like, we're okay with it. We just want to approve the photo first so that they feel like it's not an unflattering photo. And a lot of times people have jobs or roles in society that yeah. they don't want that information out there. And I think as professionals, well, for me, I have to respect that because I'm at a point in my career, too, where I don't need every single photo in order to promote my work. Like if a couple yeah. says that, um, especially if they say it in a really respectful way, I have I have no reason to say like, no, how dare you say I can't use your picture to promote my business, you know? In that same vein, uh, I would say that as a guest, mm-hmm. you should never post a a photo of a bride or groom before they've seen each other. Right. Um, so whether that's if they're having a first look or they're seeing each other for the first time during the ceremony, but just imagine like an anxious groom. So I, I remember on our wedding day, I was pacing back and forth, but like in the area behind the altar and you know i'm just like all i can think about is seeing rachel for the first time um now i didn't have my phone with me, with me which was good but just imagine like an anxious groom who's like waiting to see his lady for the first time or waiting to see his partner um and he's just like mindlessly checking facebook trying to like think of something different and out of nowhere becky bridesmaid posts a picture of the bride for all to see um i don't know i like that moment in my mind it was built up so much and if 
I should say the moment of, of me seeing Rachel for the first time was built up so so much in my mind. And if I would have seen her for the first time on Facebook in her dress, that I would have felt completely deflated and that moment would have been ruined. Um, so just be very aware of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I um, going back to professionals, it always bugs me when a venue or a florist or a rental company will take a picture of the room and post it on Facebook before the couple has had a chance to see it. I feel like they are investing, the couple is investing all this money and and thought and and blood, sweat, mm. and tears into making uh, this room feel spectacular for the guests. And when, uh, when they see it for the first time, like you said, if they're just sort of like mindlessly scrolling through Facebook, you know, maybe they just have nerves and they're trying to take something off their mind. It's, uh, it, I think it just like takes away, like you said, it just really def- Flates everything to be like I don't know I just I'm just not a big fan of it so I always say like wait until I mean little details are fine but getting the full picture is um I just I'm just not a big fan of it so but but anyway going back to um from a guest perspective there's also which we've talked about in previous episodes there's also uh weddings that the couple has requested it to be unplugged yeah Uh, So episode 10, we talked about unplugging your wedding. And I think really what you need to pull out of that is just like respect the couple's wishes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And if this is something you want to do, if you want to unplug your wedding ceremony, there are a bunch of different ways to do it. Um, You know, you can look up, if you go back to episode 10, you can listen to the whole entire episode about it. And you can look at some of the articles that we shared where um there's like nice verbiage and you know some religious verbiage some like snarky verbiage of like how to tell your guests not to take photos at your wedding reception or your wedding ceremony sorry uh I, i saw kind of a funny middle ground way to do this this past weekend um and i helped out uh one of my couples with this middle ground way of pleasing people but also pleasing themselves so they were they had their wedding in a church but it was a it's kind of a new church it's not like a a catholic church like a giant cathedral it's just like a room and it was kind of small and there's a stage and a band off to the side and they really thought that it was going to be very distracting if there were a lot of phones and flashes and all this kind of stuff so they said I, i led them to this idea that you know after they walk up there they can have their officiant or somebody say, um, you know, how photogenic they are and how sweet they are and how they they should just turn around right then and there and have everybody take their picture. Just have the officiant say like, all right, everybody get your phones out, take your picture. Here it is. And then have everybody put their phones away after that. And both the the couple and I thought that that was like a nice way to navigate the middle ground where everybody got their picture, they got it out of their system, and then they were able to fully be present for the ceremony. Um, Whatever the couple's wishes are, or if this is something that you really want, again, check out that episode, or episode 10. Um, But just, if you're a guest listening to this, just respect whatever the couple's wishes are. And if they ask for an unplugged ceremony, just take it, take a deep breath and just like really take it in, take some mental snapshots and then be able to um, talk about it later and, and just love and enjoy being in the moment. Definitely. Okay, Danielle. So let's, um, let's switch gears here and maybe talk about some, some things you don't want to use social media for. So maybe venting, don't use social media for venting. What do you think? (laughs) Keeps, keeps the dramas off of the Facebooks. Uh, yeah, I, um, 
I I don't like it when people complain all the time. I I know that Facebook is definitely this land of like unicorns and mermaids where everybody's just posting the like best uh, you know, moments where everybody's posting, oh, look at all these trips I'm going on and looking at all these restaurants, look what I'm eating. And, and I get that. Um, And, you know, with the good comes the bad. But I think when you are considering posting something negative about your wedding, like wedding drama on Facebook, um, think really hard before you post it or maybe write it out first. Maybe sometimes it's just a matter of getting it out of your system. And I, I get that. But before you post that, like, oh, my fiance isn't being helpful or he's or they're like getting under my skin because they just can't make a decision for our first dance song. Like don't, don't shame them. You know, don't, don't, don't take to uh, the social media world to, um, to sort of vent that out. If you, if you need to talk that through, like I get it, you're going to be stressed throughout the process, but if you need to talk through stuff, like find a good friend or a parent or, or somebody to sort of be like, Oh, I'm just feeling this like weight on my shoulders or whatever it is. Like if your bridesmaids, isn't being like a team player as much as you hoped. Like, don't don't call her out on Twitter. And if your like mom is being really stubborn about like, well, why can't you just get married in a church? Like, don't tell the entire world about your problem on your Instagram feed. Things like that. It's it's just about um, really thinking hard and long before you post something. Is like, is this really what I want to represent my <laughs> my views on my wedding at the current moment? So, um, what about uh? gifts and money. So I don't really recommend sharing that much about like gifts received or money you're spending on the wedding or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, but why do you think people shouldn't talk about that? Yeah. So here's what happens is you get this um just cool, crazy, amazing gift from Uncle Tony. And you just you're you're so you're <laughs> Uncle so th- Tony. Uh, yeah, Uncle Tony. You're so thankful for it and you absolutely love it and you think it's the coolest thing since sliced bread. So you take a picture and you share it and say, Oh my gosh, look at this amazing thing that Uncle Tony got for us. Well, you just set a precedent that for every gift you get, how are you going to equally thank someone? Because it, it's not necessarily about being, you know, politically correct here, but it's also you wanna make sure that none of your guests feel slighted or like, well, their gift wasn't worthy enough for a, a Facebook or Instagram post and how yeah. come I didn't get a shout out? So I think it's best, obviously, send thank you, send a, a nice thank you to Uncle Tony. Maybe even send him like a, a video of yourselves like saying, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing because maybe a thank you oh. card just doesn't like cut it. But um, but yeah, before you like you don't need to post everything on social media. And I think gift etiquette and receiving money and doing all that is you don't that's you can thank a person uh, from a more genuine standpoint in other ways where it doesn't hurt other people's feelings as much. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. Sometimes I just um, talk and I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes sense. It was a very good sentiment. I have to say, um, too, on that note, Dan, I think you and Rachel are some of the best Thank you noters I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I cannot, I cannot take any credit for Rachel. that. That is all I Rachel. Knew it. I knew it. <laughs> She's so good at it. I, we have a few, we have a few notes to write. Well, I have a few notes to write from, <laughs> you know, couples and, and people who have, uh, um, given us some, some gifts for our daughter. And, um, I, she like bangs them out right away. And I've had like, a, a, like four or five, that would take me five minutes to write. And I've, I've been like letting them sit for like a month because I just suck at it. And I, my problem is that I want to make them like perfect or Rachel's just like, thank you so much for the gift. This is really, really sweet. We're going to use it this way, blah, 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 blah. We love you. You're awesome. Smiley face. Send it. Perfect. 
Do you ever get to a point too where you're like, okay, now is it too late that I send it? And I do I just look like a uh-huh. dum dum? Then like, I sh- and then like that procrastinates it even more. <laughs> yeah, I forgot if I kind of feel like that. But then I, then I just say, you know what? Um, I'll just make light of it and be like, you know, I mean, that is probably uh, one of my character flaws is, is procrastination. Not in my business, but um, mm-hmm. in no, some of those little things like that. Just, uh, um. You know, I just kind of make light of it and, you know, still thank them because, you know, regardless of when it happened, I still think sending a thank you for it because we're using it and we love it. You know, so even if it's a month later, I'll still send something and just say, you know, thank you, even though I suck at writing thank you notes. (laughs) Better late than never and better done than perfect. (laughs) Better done than perfect is my new like motto because I uh, I have a tendency as a Virgo to um I like strive for perfection, which is just really not realistic. Oh yeah, don't make the. Do you Dana's, strive for perfection? <laughs> Dan really? is making a shocked face. I um, <laughs> yeah. I and I, I I'm not, not a, know this about you. Yeah, I feel like that. I I'm not a perfect person, but I have a hard time putting something out there until I really know that it's like who polished and perfect. But it it stops me from getting a lot of things um out there and why i do editing the podcast exactly because otherwise this would be a (laughs) yearly annual podcast (laughs) one a year because i wouldn't be able to to take it so yeah but that's why we are a good team daniel (laughs) very true very true all right back on Uh, track here back on track so you know we've talked about all these different things um and we want you to not worry about any of them on your wedding day that's None what it comes down to. Not <laughs> a single one. Yep. Don't, like we said earlier, don't have your phone on you. If if you're worried about emergencies, we get it. Give give that role to somebody else um, and, and forget about it. Uh, hopefully anybody else who could possibly need you in terms of like giving your phone away. Right. Hopefully anybody else who could possibly need you that day um, will be there or, or, you know, that person can kind of be your liaison mm-hmm. um, if somebody really, really needs you really really needs you (laughs) i really say really really a lot um (laughs) but that's why you have emergency contacts um and all this said so you can just be in the moment Mm -hmm. actually uh speaking of that emergency contact dan um i think it's also great to designate someone that is the emergency contact for the day so that instead of people trying to get in touch with you if something comes up last minute or there's something is happening um that they have someone who's going to have their phone on them. Uh, for me, yeah. with my clients, that's all I tell them. Like, please let that be me. I'm happy to take uh, guest calls and wedding party, and they all get my phone number. So that if um, if something comes up, they have someone who's going to answer the phone. And while I may not be able to solve the problem that they have or give them a a solution or whatever, I know how to get in touch and if it needs to get in touch with the people that matter so to get them an answer and and I do my best to always like take care of them because sometimes it's a matter of you don't need to talk to the bride you just need to talk to the transportation driver because the mm-hmm. the the aunt left her purse on the bus and I've got the driver's phone number so she calls me and I say yeah no problem we'll get in touch with them we'll get it back to you and it's all all will be fine so just enjoy yep. yourself and that way the bride's not going well I don't I don't know I don't I don't have the number on me now and the girl's <laughs> like it's okay calm down like we'll figure it out we'll figure it out and like just enjoy the damn cocktail hour <laughs> So. <laughs> so speaking of getting in touch, uh, check us out at the Put A Ring On It Facebook page. Just hop on to Facebook, search Put A Ring On It, um, and let us know how you're incorporating social media or how you're not or why you're not going to. Um, also, if you're using Facebook Live or you're going to use it, let us know why. We really love to find out more about it and why people are using it. We just love to hear from you. So let us know. All right, Dan. So this week's Something Borrowed segment 
uh, where we share our wedding stories from the listeners who have called in. This week's story is coming from a beautiful bride named Chelsea who got married back in 2013. And she actually had some really, really great advice for all of you listening today. Hi, my name is Chelsea Tupper, and I am from Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I got married in October 2014, and um, I really thoroughly enjoyed the entire wedding planning process. I think it was because I didn't let myself stress out over the little details because in the grand scheme of things, they don't matter anyway, and no one will um, notice them. Also, always keep in mind that the purpose of your wedding isn't about what kind of flowers you have or what kind of favors you get or um, if the programs are just right. It's about starting starting your life and with your um, with your soulmate and your best friend and starting your marriage off, which is so much more important than um, any piece of detail for a reception or a ceremony would ever be. So, um, and I also did have to remove myself from Pinterest for a while because um, I feel that if you're on it too much, um, that you'll start to think that you're never going to have a wedding that would be, quote-unquote, socially acceptable. But um, your wedding is whatever you want. And don't stress yourself out over having things just because you think that you need to or because Pinterest or Bridal Magazine say that you need to have them. Do whatever you want to do. It's your special day, and it's a day that you and your spouse are going to remember forever. So don't feel pressure to to succumb to to society or what you read. Just do what you want to do. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Chelsea, for calling in and sharing that with us. If you want to call in and share your story or words of encouragement for some fellow couples-to-be, uh, we would absolutely love that. So all you have to do is call us at 267-521-2686 or visit putaringonitpodcast.com slash contact. All right, everybody, as we wrap up this episode, be sure to check out the putaringonitpodcast.com website for show notes, like Dan said, getting in touch with us for your wedding story and more. Um, like he said, give us a call, 267-521-2686. Uh, like us on Facebook to keep in touch, ask questions, and get updates on Season 2 and all the good things that we have coming down the pike for you. Have a great day, everybody. See you in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.